Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Ballfield Banter Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Ball, and you can find me on Twitter at GarrettBFF. And also make sure to like and follow my Facebook page, Ballfield Banter. Sorry I wasn't with you guys last week. Had a bunch of things come up with you know, just life in general, along with, of course, the hectic craziness that free agency, the, the first week of free agency was, and all the different trades including one that we will get to today that kind of made me pause. I was considering making a podcast, but then a trade went down and I just, I needed extra time to process things where I stood and how I would present a, a podcast reaction to that said trade. I'm imagining because you guys know I'm a Browns fan where I'm going with this, but we'll get to that towards the end of the show right now. I want to go over the free agent moves as quickly as I possibly can and give you guys some information that will help you as you go into the next season. Where I'm liking these guys so far as a as a first reaction, you know, just based on player values in and of themselves before, you know, mini camps and OTAs and spring training and all that comes up. All right, so first off, the Jacksonville Jaguars went and signed basically everybody in free agency that they possibly could. They went on this gigantic spending spree. Signing Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Brandon Scherf, among several others, to their team. Now, the only person I'm really liking is Christian Kirk, just because he's the dude that they paid all the money for. And he's also the first one that they signed. And I think that he will be the number one in this offense. Now, whether or not that translates to fantasy success, I don't exactly know. I do think he will be relevant, but I don't think that he will be like a wide receiver too. If he is, he will be very low wide receiver too, in my opinion. Right now, I've got him ranked just inside of wide receiver three territory at wide receiver 35. Now, I will have to be adjusting my rankings because I am high on Trevor Lawrence this year. Somewhat because of the Jaguars' moves. Now, they didn't necessarily get, you know, I I tweeted out a boatload of dimes and quarters doesn't necessarily make a dollar. However, dimes and quarters are still better than the pennies that he's got last year. And... I think that he has a rise in value. I think that Trevor Lawrence does better next year. I've heard, you know, studies that, and I want to say J.J. Zacharyson of Late Round Fantasy was one, that rookie quarterbacks don't normally have such a bad performance as Lawrence and still end up being good in later in their careers. However, my, and, and even he conceded, as well as, you know, I'm thinking, don't care <laughs> because there are so many horrifying factors playing into Lawrence that made it nearly impossible for him to have any sort of success at all. You guys may remember my quarterback review podcast. I went over Lawrence and why I think that he deserves another shot. And well, of course he's getting one in real football, but as far as your fantasy teams, why I think that he's going to do better next year. You can find that in the podcast, you know, just click in the link. I will make sure to include it as well in the description below. 
But an episode earlier this year about quarterback review for 2021, you can find it there if you want to hear the full thing. Either way, they also signed Brandon Scherf to protect him. They've made other offensive line moves that I'm really liking as well. I think that Lawrence is going to be good this year. They've added weapons. Zay Jones was turned on, you know, was turning on later on in the year in 2021. So he's kind of up and coming. Christian Kirk was fine last year. Evan Ingram, I'm not really that high on. I think Dan Arnold is going to edge him out. But it's another weapon regardless. And I like that they are trying to supply him with weapons in this offense. It, it does seem like they are trending, for now, in the right direction. Moving on from the Jaguars to the team that Christian Kirk left, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals signed James Conner to a three-year deal. I have him right now ranked as my RB15. I think his touchdowns are going to come down, but or at least his efficiency will. However, he may get extra work now that Chase Edmonds is gone. I think that they're going to bring in another back regardless. So, you know, he, he may end up getting about the same amount of work. And with the touchdown efficiency coming down a little bit, because he did rely heavily on touchdowns, and I went over that in our running back review for 2021, he relied heavily on those touchdowns to score fantasy points. So I think that he's a little bit, I don't know, he's, he's I apologize if you guys hear some cars running by, it's just how it is. Uh, I don't think that he's going to return the same finish that he had last year. It's really hard to do that, especially when you have so many touchdowns. It's hard to predict those year over year. However, I like his workload. I like his offense. So High-end RB2 is where I've got him right now, and I think that's a good fit. Zach Ertz I have as a low tight end one. He signed, I think it was a one-year deal with the Cardinals to return. I like him as long as Kyler Murray is there, and I believe he will be. I know that there was a whole Kyler Murray saga with the whole contract extension. I have not heard much since then. But for now, Zach Ertz is a low tight end one. I'm comfortable with him there. The Atlanta Falcons signed Marcus Mariota as their quarterback not long after trading Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Another move that the Atlanta Falcons did was also signing Cordero Patterson as, I'm assuming, their running back wide receiver safety, I think, is what they termed him as. Like, it's it was a bunch of positions that I was like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, I guess he just does everything. He's going to be, you know, throwing because now it's Mariota. He's going to be throwing. He's going to be running. He's going to be catching passes. He's going to be playing safety, probably doing some kick returns. Like you'll see him almost every snap of the game. And I just, I don't know how he's going to survive, but it is what it, <laughs> it is what it is right now. I've got him down RB2, RB3 territory in my rankings. We'll see how that shakes out. You know, as we get closer to the season, and, of course, after the NFL draft, because a lot of this does depend on who is drafted by, say, Atlanta, or maybe the Jaguars invest in somebody, or the Colts invest in somebody, or, you know, so on and so forth. There's a lot to be decided between now and next season. But as of right now, if the league was to start today, 
here's what I've got. That's kind of what I'm giving y'all. And keep in mind, these are also not dynasty rankings. They are redraft rankings. Now, moving on to Matt Ryan and the Colts. Matt Ryan was traded from Atlanta to Indianapolis. I think that he's about QB2 territory. I have him as my quarterback 19 at the moment. Mo Alley-Cox stays in Atlanta. Sorry, stays in Indianapolis. And I really like that move because Ryan does like his tight ends. We've seen that with Tony Gonzalez, Austin Hooper. We've seen that with Kyle Pitts. You know, whenever he's got a good tight end, he's been using them. And I think Marley Cox is that tight end. I think he is a very good NFL tight end, just has not been given the opportunity to show himself yet. Cincinnati signed Lyle Collins from the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be focusing on protecting Burrow, who suffered a ton of sacks last season. And just, you know, there was the whole debate of the Panay Sewell versus Jamar Chase thing where like, okay, if you got Sewell, you know, he could throw to anybody because now he's being, you know, he's being protected. But if you got Jamar Chase, sure, Chase is open and he's out there, but you can't throw it to him because you're getting hit. Well, turns out both of those things were true. They didn't draft Panay Sewell, but he was able to throw it to Jamar Chase a lot and also get sacked a lot. So they're trying to recur- or they're trying to correct that, make sure that they're not going to lose their franchise quarterback, much like the Colts did with Joe or with Andrew Luck. Which that is a sad situation because I really liked Andrew Luck. I wish that he was still playing because he still could be. But injuries just destroyed his career unfortunately and it's not like he was you know bad when he went out but it's just he couldn't take anymore and the Bengals don't want that to happen to their franchise quarterback the Chicago Bears signed Byron Pringle and Equiminius St. Brown Pringle is coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs and St. Brown is the brother of Amon Ra St. Brown staying in the same division coming from Green Bay to the Chicago Bears, and it will also be, of course, playing against his brother, Amon Ra, twice a year. It would be more fun if Equiminius was, Equinimius, sorry, was a little bit more involved, because he didn't really do much with the Packers, but maybe he will have a role on the Bears, and there's no telling. I don't really know where to rank him because of that. However, I do like Byron Pringle as more of a sleeper, slash, you know, Wide receiver five, six guy that has potential for more, especially as the number two in this offense, unless the Bears draft somebody. However, as of now, of course, like I've been saying, I like him, uh, or, you know, if the league was to start today, I like him as their number two and think that he could do fairly well in that role alongside Darnell Mooney and Dustin Fields. Some miscellaneous kind of one-offs or smaller signings. I just, you know, I just talked about the Lions. They signed DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds to, I think they were both one-year deals. I, Josh Reynolds may have been a two-year, but it doesn't really move the needle that much for me for Amon Ra. I think I ticked him down a spot or two. Not that much. Not worried about him. Chris Godwin re-signed with Tampa Bay with Tom Brady back in town. All systems go there as soon as he can return back from injury. Jameis Winston is back with the Saints. The Saints failed to 
trade for Deshaun Watson from Houston, and now they decided to just bring back in Jameis. And thankfully for them, it's not like the Baker Mayfield situation where he was already their quarterback and they tried to trade for somebody else, and then now you got the fractured relationship. He was a free agent, and they tried to trade for somebody else, and, you know, so what? You're not part of the team. Now that they can't get this guy, they'll get you because you're, you know, it, it, he's, I don't know if uh, I'm, I'm not explaining this all that great, but <laughs> you guys, I mean, you got, you see what I'm saying? You see? All right. So to avoid my incessant rambling and rabbit trails, let's get back on track. All right. Continuing on with our free agent signings, Michael Gallup is back with Dallas. Will Disley is back at Seattle. Both of those guys are coming off injuries, and I like Gallup a whole lot more than I do Disley. Disley I'm not touching at all in fantasy football. Gallup I'm interested in just because I think he is good, and he's a good player, but he's coming back from an injury he suffered late, late, late in the season. Braxton Berrios and CJ Uzama signed with the New York Jets. Berrios is returning to New York. And Uzama is going from Cincinnati to New York. I like Uzama. I think there's potential for him as their tight end. But, you know, up until I see his production, he's just going to be a low-end tight end, too, for me. Gerald Everett, the former Seattle Seahawks tight end, is now returning to the... Los Angeles area, but he's not going back to the Rams where he went or or left first. He is instead going to be playing for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now Justin Herbert has even more weapons than, you know, just Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Like he's got Gerald Everett, who's a extremely athletic tight end and is, in my opinion, pretty, pretty Good. I, I actually do like Everett as a player. He was one of my favorite DFS plays last year. And now he's with Herbert and that fantastic offense. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does. And I mean, so much so, he's just outside of my tight end one territory at tight end 15. Mitchell Trubisky is going to Pittsburgh. So basically... Wherever you thought the Steelers wide receivers should have been ranked at the end of last season, like if Ben Roethlisberger was there like or, or at the beginning of last season, wherever they were, if Deontay Johnson was, say, wide receiver 10, I would keep him there. I think he's an upgrade over Ben Roethlisberger for everybody, but, it, but Najee Harris, his receiving numbers are going to come down. I don't see how they don't. It was just so many receptions going on with Najee Harris. Those numbers are going to come down. However, I do like Mitchell Trubisky for Al- or not Allen Robinson, um, for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool because of Allen Robinson. <laughs> and we know that he can support more than one receiver. We saw that with A-Rob and Darnell Mooney back in 2020. Now, Granted, some of those games were with Nick Foles, but he does have that connection. And especially if it's his number one target, which Deontay Johnson probably will be, 
we know that he is going to get peppered with targets by Mitchell Trubisky. So I like Deontay this year. I've got him in my wide receiver one territory. And, you know, Trubisky is fine. Probably QB2, you know, mid to late QB2. He might drop down into QB3. I'm not exactly sure just yet. There's still a lot of things to shake out in the quarterback territory before the season starts. But right now, low in QB2 is, I think, where I'm going to have him. Allen Robinson is now no longer a Chicago Bear. He signed with the Los Angeles Rams. He got so stinking tired of being stuck with horrible quarterback play and said, heck with it. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to the Super Bowl champions and see if I can do something there. And they signed him with a lot of money, three years, 40 Five million dollars, forty-eight million dollars. One of those two. They're they're paying him a lot. They're not paying him as a washed wide receiver. They think that he is still good. I personally believe that he is still good. And you know, follow the money. They do too. Robert Woods was traded to Tennessee. He's, I think he'll be all right in Tennessee, but. Getting back to Robinson, like, Woods was a top 12 tight, or 12 uh, tight end, wide receiver when he was healthy. And yes, Cooper Cup had all the spotlight, but don't forget that Woods was a good wide receiver before he got hurt. And Robinson is younger than Woods, and is just physically more, in my opinion, I think he's more physically dominant than Robert Woods. And he's just, he's really, really good. Uh, if you just want me to put it in in those terms. So I, I like Robinson. I have him all the way up at wide receiver 14 with potential to move up even more in my redraft rankings. Last guy I'm going to mention real quick in the free agent signings is Robert Tanyan. He is going back to the Green Bay Packers. I have him at my tight end 11. That might sound dumb just in and of itself if you didn't know what else happened. That thing is that Devontae Adams was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. It. I, I was washing dishes when that happened. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I was washing dishes or I was getting ready to. It was one of those two. But I was getting ready to, and I just had to stand back for a second and go like, oh my goodness. I I did not see this coming. I thought with Rodgers being back that Devontae Adams was going to be staying. And I was like, okay, cool. He's fine. He'll be good for another few years. And status quo. No, that is not the fact at all. Turns out, or at least it sounds like, the... If you guys remember, before 2021 started, Adams, or sorry, Rogers tweeted, or Instagram shared, I think it was Instagram, shared a picture of him and Adams, and it had the last dance on, on that picture. If you remember that, a lot of the speculation was that this meant Rogers was leaving. He's gone. And now that you see he's not, he's still in Green Bay. 
and Devonta Adams isn't, you realize there was apparently stuff that we didn't know about with the Green Bay front office that was going with Devonta Adams, and Adams was not happy. He wanted out. So the last dance was not about Rodgers like we all thought it was because he was the one creating all the drama. It was about Adams. You know, poof, mind blown kind of thing going on. Um, maybe, maybe not to you, but it did me. So as far as the fantasy reaction goes, Adams, Waller, and Renfro all take a stock hit. Meanwhile, Derek Carr goes up. You're not, as a quarterback, you are going to struggle to be worse by having better weapons. But the more better weapons you add, that's great for a quarterback. However, now you have to disperse that between all your good weapons, which means that each one of them goes down you know, in, in value. So Adams, Waller, and Renfro are all down in my rankings for this year. I believe I have Adams right around tight or not. I keep saying tight end instead of wide receiver. Right now I have Devontae Adams at wide receiver nine. Still the wide receiver one. I think that he still can get the work for wide receiver one. And I have Darren Waller at tight end seven. Now again, these numbers could fall depending on you know, drafts and other other trades because trades and, and free agent movement seems to be happening like every other day. Sometimes you get scared to record just because you never know if something's going to happen as soon as you start recording. So it's kind of crazy, but that's my that's my reaction so far, and a lot of these will be tweaked going into next season, but say if you were drafting now, this is what I would be doing. There's another, actually two other top wide receivers that were traded in the NFL. Another one was Tyreek Hill. Kansas City had added Juju Smith-Schuster. We're thinking, okay, cool. They've now got a legit wide receiver too with Tyreek, Juju, and now they have Travis, or they had Travis Kelsey as well. Fantastic passing attack. The arms race is on in the AFC West. And, you know, we're all gearing up. We're like, yes, we are going to see them battle it out constantly over this next year. And it is going to be freaking awesome. And then the Chiefs were like, you know what? Instead of an arms race, let's get rid of one of our best players. And contract situation didn't work out with Tyreek Hill. So they traded him to Miami. Juju definitely gets a bump up in my rankings. Travis Kelsey gets a bump up in my redraft. In Dynasty, he's still about the same. But in my redraft, Travis Kelsey is now my tight end one. Just because who the heck is going to take the targets? Because, I mean, yes, I realize that Juju's going to get some. Nicole Hardman is going to get some. And the Chiefs also added Marquez Valdez-Scantling to their wide receiving core, and may may possibly add LaVisca Chenault as well. There's rumblings of that happening, a trade from the Jaguars to the Chiefs. But until that happens, right now it's Juju, Mecole, and MVS. I posted a Twitter, th- a little Twitter thread about it, comparing the three wide receivers, and basically said, why do they pay MVS $10 million 
in in money. And yes, with incentive, Juju can reach that, but he's only guaranteed like three. Juju's a better receiver than MVS, and I don't know why they decided to sign MVS, but they did either way. I know that they needed a body, but that's not who I would have gone gone with. So Hill, or or well, for finishing up on the chief side, they all get a a bump up at least as far as the pass catchers go. Mahomes goes down a little bit because one of his receiving weapons is gone. I think McCall Hardman, as much as I hate to say it, he might be legit this year. I don't know if I'm. I don't think I'm going to be hyping him up like some, but there is a potential for him to take a small leap, or even a medium leap forward. On the Miami side of things, Miami, they had added Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Cedric Wilson, all to their roster, and I believe I'm missing one. And then, no, they've already got Jalen Waddle, and they trade for Tyreek Hill, which that, now, now you've got the AFC East. Not exactly in an arms race, but at least they're a lot more interesting than, say, there were a few minutes ago, ago because, like, I think between the time that it was reported that Tyreek Hill was going to be traded from the time that that happened to the time that he was traded, it was like a span of like 13 seconds. It was so fast that I'm just, you know, minding my own business. I look, oh, wow, Tyreek Hill might be traded. That's crazy. And then I look again, it's like, oh, he was traded. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was a blink of an eye and and it's gone. You had no time to kind of react and process things. But getting off of, you know, my, as I do, rabbit trail, I bumped down Tyreek and Jalen Waddle just because I, I don't know how this new offense is going to operate under Mike McDaniel. I bumped them all the way down to wide receiver 17 for Tyreek and wide receiver 19 for Jalen Waddle. They have the potential to move up. But as of right now, I'm really not certain how things are going to, you know, work out. They did sign, as far as the Dolphins go, they did sign the consensus number one free agent of 2022, which was Teron Armstead from the New Orleans Saints. So they've got extra protection for Tua as he, you know, gets all these weapons. And now you've just got to give an offensive line to protect your quarterback so he can exploit the defense and use those weapons. So I don't know, Miami, they might be a sleeper team next year. They could, they could be really good. And I'm really interested to see how that all works out. Last, but not least, the Cleveland Browns traded for Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. They, let Jarvis Landry go. So he's now on the free agent market. Not sure where he's going to sign. Maybe Atlanta, because Atlanta has like no wide receivers or anything. They're just like, it's Kyle Pitts and, and Cordero Patterson, kind of like it was last year. It's like, you, you would think that they would do something. And they're probably going to, just maybe in the draft. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this year's draft. I'm not going to lie. Really excited to see where all these landing spots happen for these wide receivers. But as far as Amari Cooper goes and and the Browns, I have Cooper all the way up at wide receiver 16 in my rankings. 
with, of course, the potential to move up or down, depending on what happens to the Browns' blockbuster trade quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Though it seemed like the Browns were out of the running for Watson, it it looked like he was going to choose between either the Saints or the Falcons. Surprisingly, just, you know, out of nowhere, Watson decides to go to Cleveland. And I don't know what other factors contributed to that other than, say, money. Because I know Cleveland offered him the largest guaranteed money deal in NFL history. $230 million over five years, I believe. And I don't know what, say, New Orleans or Atlanta was offering. But apparently it wasn't that much, and that's just where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to Cleveland. And it as a fan, it's it's interesting to watch your team do this and, and to kind of make some shady deals in that his first year, his salary is only like a million dollars guaranteed or something like that because of the the – essentially the legal situation. They don't know how long he will be suspended if he is suspended at all, which he probably will be for about six games. And and, and you watch them make this, and it's... Uh, there's a lot of people that, that I, I know are on both sides of this issue, so I'm trying to tread, you know, as, as understanding as I possibly can. However, like, I... He's innocent until proven guilty, and I've heard people say otherwise, sort of. But until he's proven guilty, I, I can't necessarily condemn him. Now, I can have mixed feelings, most definitely. But I can't condemn someone if they're not, again, condemned legally. Like, I, it just, it, it's weird. And, you know, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. You know, it, it is a, an interesting subject to kind of work around. And I'm not trying to be unfeeling or misunderstanding to to anyone at all when I say this, but you know, as a as a fan, it is weird to be in the situation. We kind of got into this situation before with, say, Kareem Hunt when he signed with the Browns. And if if any of you guys listening have been in a sort of similar situation with your team. You know, let me know. How do you process this? What what do you do about this? Now, I don't think anything is quite to this scale, but uh, of, of twenty two civil cases. But you've got again the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Like Tyreek Hill got into a bit of a, of a mess. Ray Rice got into a bit of a mess. Adrian Peterson got into a mess. How, as a fan, did you guys? process this and what did you do that that's what my question is because you know i i will still be rooting for the cleveland browns personally because I, it's just it's hard when you are a fan of something it, you it's it's hard to just break it off and maybe it's a lot easier than than i make it sound and if so but you know all power all power to you if you're able to do stuff like that but you know, there's still people I like on the Browns, still players that I root for, and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm curious how you guys 
how you guys do it. How, how, how should we process this thing? And that's something, a discussion that we should have. Now, from a fantasy football side of things, I do like, as I've said, Amari Cooper at wide receiver 16. Watson is all the way up at my QB6, assuming that he is starting the whole year. Now, if he is not, of course, I'm going to be bumping him down. But say hypothetically he starts the entire year, I have him all the way up as my quarterback six. Basically where you, you know, right where he left off. I think that he is an upgrade over Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland offense. I think that Baker should have been given another start or, or shot, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I, I think they did him a little bit wrong, or I think they did him wrong in this. Uh, not just a little bit, but I think they did him wrong. And even though I wasn't sure if Baker was the answer, I still think that he was at least decent and deserved to have another shot just because it's really hard to play with a dislocated and torn shoulder. I don't care if it's your non-throwing arm. That's hard to play through and just the pain of constantly, you know, moving around constantly throwing and you've got all those muscles are connected and it's just difficult to, to deal with injury sometimes. And yeah, you know, but, but that doesn't change what happened now. And Watson is now the Cleveland Browns quarterback. So as far as fantasy goes again, I like Cooper. I like Watson. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt get a slight bit of a downgrade. I do like David Njoku, who signed a franchise tag with the Browns. Like that a lot. Super athletic tight end. And with the fact that, or, or with Austin Hooper leaving and going to Tennessee, Harrison Bryant's still there, yes, but Hooper's gone. Landry's gone. It's now, for now, Amari and Njoku with Donovan Peoples-Jones on the side, who is also one of my favorite sleepers going into this year. I like Njoku, and I, I think he has potential as a tight end. All right, guys. That's all I've got for today. Thank you again for, for listening. I know <laughs> kind of ended on a little bit of a down note, slightly more reflective, but I figured I should take some time to do that. And... You know, let me know what you think in comments when I post this onto social media or as a DM uh, as well. Either one of those work. Really appreciate it. So again, you know where to find me at Garrett BFF on Twitter and my Facebook page, Ballfield Banter. Make sure as well to like and subscribe to, or, or, or you know, like these, like the posts, rate the rate the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating wherever you can. That does me a mass you know that 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 is that is huge and it helps me out a lot and i really appreciate it and thank you all again for listening and i will see you later take care everybody